Hello, mama. I hope your day is just filled with some good stuff. You know, I know being a parent is hard. <laughs> it's an understatement, understatement of the year, right? I'm with you. Um, and that's kind of what inspired this episode today. We're going to unpack the seven steps to take when you mess up, when you yell at your kid or whatever it is, yell at whoever, do something else that's bad, like whatever that mistake looks like. What do you do next? And we've had some episodes like this before, but you know, first of all, this may or may not be inspired by true events in my home this week. <laughs> it's been a rough one over here. We, uh, my husband has been out of town the entire week. Uh, last week he was out of town half of the week and I potty trained our two-year-old and And then we've also had all of our grandparents who usually watch our kids and I can work during that time. They've all been out of commission. There's two sets of them. (laughs) They've all been out of commission the past two weeks. So I'm just, I'm feeling it over here. It's been a lot. And so I, um, you know, have made some mistakes and I just felt like we need another one of these episodes. We need to go there again. And I know that whatever your situation looks like, I know you have these moments too. Uh, I don't think any mom is immune to them. We all have moments where we lose it. And that can look like different things for different people. You know, we all cope in different ways. But being a mom carries a lot of weight. And there's so many layers that uh, contribute to it. So many layers that, you know, you're walking through as you're trying to nourish your kids spiritually and mentally and physically and emotionally, right? There's so much that goes into every single one of those categories. And then you're dealing with their behavior and you're dealing with what they're giving back to you and how they respond to your parenting. And you're dealing with their bad moods. You're dealing with your bad moods. It's, it's, I mean, you know this, you know how much it is. And so we've got to keep talking about what do we do when the mistakes happen? Because honestly, they are inevitable. And and the sooner that you can just own that and say, okay, yeah, you're right. It's going to come. The sooner that you're going to find more freedom from it. And the sooner you're going to stop letting it define you, which we're going to talk about it, but just perpetuates that cycle. And so I am really excited to just go here today. Uh, if you have messed up this week, if you messed up last week, if you messed up this month, if you ever messed up, or maybe it was 10 minutes ago, maybe it's right now because you're trying to listen to this and your kid is pulling at your shirt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> whenever it is it's happened so let's let's dive in i'm so excited to go there with you today let's go welcome to the morning mama podcast where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for come join me on a journey to heal from your past craft a healthy joy-filled life and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama, I'm so excited to unpack this with you today. And it was just really even healing for me to write out this episode because it has been a really tough couple of weeks for us. And I've had some of these moments and I, I hate them and I'm so not proud of them. And it was so easy to go to a a place of shame after they came. And the thing is though, I know, you know, and, and for me too, 
the shame is can feel bigger sometimes. Like I, I'm on this podcast. I have this, this place where I speak into moms. I'm supposed to quote unquote, know how to do this. Right. And, and the thing is too, the reason I don't speak a, a, as much directly about parenting is because I'm still figuring it out. Like I am not an expert. My oldest is four, right? This there's, I'm still in the very early stages of figuring out what it looks like to parent. And so, you know, I, I'm not ever claiming to know it all. But I, but part of what I teach you is the way out of the anger, right? The way out of the anxiety, the way out of these, these cycles that pull us down. And so it's like, wait, aren't I supposed to know this? Aren't I supposed to be better than this? And so for me, I've, I've really had to fight this voice of shame. So just know that you're not alone if you're dealing with shame and you just feel like this is just who you are. You can't escape it. And I do know the way out and, and I use it often. However, and, and it has helped, like my brain is absolutely different than it was five, 10, even two years ago, a year ago. Like it continues to improve. However, I'm still a human and I still have sin and I still have bad days and hard weeks and whatever it looks like. And so I'm going to, and this is the talk I've given myself (laughs) this week. I'm going to always have these moments. Now, I hope that as I continue to, to grow and heal, as I continue on this journey with Jesus, on this journey of healing for that matter, right? The journey of healing never, it's not a start and a stop. It's, it's forever removing layers and layers of sin in ourselves, sin of others, hard things we've walked through, right? We live in a broken world. And so there's so much there. And so God is just continuing to heal us as we go. And so I haven't arrived. (laughs) I'm sharing with you the things I've done that have helped me move forward, but I've not arrived and I will never arrive until I get to heaven. And so these moments will continue to come for me, for you, for everyone. So all of us need to just say, okay, that is the reality. I'm going to embrace that. Now, when we say embrace, it doesn't mean that we're giving into it. It doesn't mean we're saying, oh, this is just who I am. This is just how it is. I can't do anything about it. Uh, whatever, right? That's absolutely not what we're saying. In fact, we're, the things I'm going to unpack today are going to show you that that is quite the opposite. Like we're going to take some, we're going to get empowered. We're going to uh, grab hold of what happened and do something with it instead of just sit on it or let it uh, percolate in us. And, you know, it's kind of like when germs get inside of something like a cut or even like water gets trapped somewhere, right? And it, it, it gets left there. What does it do, right? It festers, it grows, it gets nasty and hairy and smelly. And, you know, if it's a cut, it just, you know, nastiness all around. <laughs> and so what we're going to do is we have this moment of sin. We have this moment of yuckiness and we're not going to let it sit there. We're not going to let it fester. We're not going to feed it. We're going to face it head on. We're going to look it in the eye and we're going to rip it out. We're going to Clorox it, even though I don't use Clorox. I don't like Clorox, but (laughs) you get the image, right? We're going to completely get rid of that germ, that nastiness that is beginning. And this, these seven steps that I want to share with you today are how we do that. So I just want to start by saying that because I want you to know you are not alone in this struggle. I am right there with you. There are so many moms right there with you. In fact, everyone that joins our Facebook group, they answer questions about why they're there. What is your biggest struggle right now? And I can't tell you how many people talk about the struggle of yelling or the struggle of some form of anger or the struggle of just giving into the chaos. Like whatever that looks like, there's so many moms right there with you. And I know this is 
people are starting to talk about it more, but we also don't talk about it enough. Motherhood is uh, kind of this invisible thing that happens because often we're in our homes with our kids, right? And or we're, you know, maybe at a playground, but the other parents don't see the fullness of it, right? It's There's so much that happens behind closed doors that make it feel like maybe we're the only ones. And if we're not talking about it, then it can feed into that lie that we are the only ones. And so that's part of why I'm here is to create a community where we can be honest and we can talk through this stuff and, and remind ourselves we're not alone. So make sure if you haven't jumped into our Facebook group, that's a great place to do this. It's a great place to see other moms are struggling. It's a great place place to post your struggles and share with others, get feedback, get prayer, whatever that is. If you go into Facebook, you can search for Morning Mama Collective and you can find it. We would love to see you over there and just hear your story and remind us that we're not alone as well. So, okay, without further ado though, let's jump into our our seven steps. Uh, The first one, I kind of already went into it, but essentially, and this is obvious, but still needs to be said, and it's to accept grace, accept grace, accept grace, accept grace. I want you to get this like tattooed on your forehead, write it across your mirror, like not just on the side of your mirror, but like across, across the mirror. So it goes over your face when you look at it, like (laughs) write it everywhere, accept grace. Like this is so necessary. And let's talk through this for a minute, because I know you know, if you just had a bad moment, let's say yelling, we're going to use that as our example today can look like many other things, but let's say you yelled at your kid. And by the way, it's not just for our kids. This is for our husbands. It's for family. It's whoever, right? Um, but we'll use the example of yelling at your kid today to make it simple. Okay. So say you just yelled at your kid. Now, when you think of accepting grace in that moment, it's going to feel like it's just an excuse. Like, oh, well, if I accept grace, gosh, I don't even have to like look at this. It's, it means that it's, it's okay that I did this and it's not okay. I need to beat myself up about this. This is absolutely not okay for me to treat my kids this way. This is not okay for me to do this thing. And so we, we, in that moment, like want ourselves to feel bad about what happened. Now, guilt is good. Uh, conviction from the Holy Spirit leaning in and saying, Hey, this is not who you are, daughter. This is not the parent you are. This is not the mom you are. Like That's conviction. And we need that. We need the voice of the Holy Spirit to say that. But the voice of condemnation, which is from the enemy, is saying, you're just a terrible mom. How could you do this? Would you really just yell at a little child? How could you do that? You're a horrible monster. I can't believe you just did that. And so <laughs> like, I know some of you, that second voice is very familiar In fact, you encourage that second voice. You feel like that's what you need to do after you have a moment of messing up because you feel like you need a punishment for what just happened. You feel like you need to feel horrible and that that's going to motivate you to do better. That's going to help you never do this again. And I get it. I get that feeling. I know that that's how I can tell you about all this is because I felt that I've heard that voice. But let me tell you, the voice of condemnation will never help you do better. That will never lead you to life. That will never lead you to change. Because essentially, that voice of condemnation is speaking identity over you. It's saying, this is who you are. You're a monster. You're a horrible mother, right? And and when we begin to allow that voice that, that says who we are, and it's not a voice from God, that is allowing in like, the darkest, the darkest evil. That is the en- the voice of the enemy. And we are allowing that voice into our hearts and our minds when we encourage that. 
or even when we receive that after we mess up. And when we begin to let that into how we see ourselves, let it into our identity, well, our identity is what uh, essentially propels our behaviors. We act out of an identity of who we are. And Craig Groeschel actually has, has an amazing book out about this now. I haven't started reading it. I just bought it. I'm so excited. I have to finish up a couple other books I've been getting through and then I'm going to open it and I can't wait, but I've listened to a couple of his podcasts on it. Uh, highly recommend him in the book. I think it's called The Power to Change. But essentially, it's he's talking about this idea that our Our identity is what fuels change. It's what fuels us being able to maintain habits. And so if you think about it, like when we're we're allowing the enemy to speak about our identity in these moments, we are then propelling the wrong kind of habits or the wrong behaviors. Because if we really believe that we're a bad mom and we're a monster, then we're going to act like a monster. That's going to just be part of who we are. So in, it's the, the goal I know in those moments is to, to discourage ourselves, to make us feel bad so we don't do that again. But it doesn't work that way. It's just going to propel more of those behaviors because you're attaching it to your identity. And then that identity is going to continue to run rampant because you see yourself that way. And so therefore, these behaviors continue to happen. So We've got to recognize that voice, and it is not an excuse to accept grace. In fact, if if you feel like you are ever not in need of grace, <laughs> then you're actually in sin, because ultimately, you know, these moments stand out when we have a big mess up because they they feel dramatic. They they you can see you can visibly see the the sin right? It's, it's out in the open now, but ultimately (laughs) we can't get through a day or probably even an hour without needing the grace of God. Because, you know, to God, sin is sin. It's all, it's all equal, right? If you ever read those lists in the Bible of, you know, what, what is bad, it's like they have gossip right next to murder. They have adultery right next to coveting, and you know, wanting what your neighbor has, like it's those, it's all right. It's all right in it with each other. Like there's not one that is worse than another. And so ultimately we need to actually just see ourselves as part of our identity as people in need of grace all the time. Because if we are going through days and hours thinking that, oh no, we don't, I don't need grace right now. Like I got it. That's pride. That's sin. (laughs) So, and and we're not recognizing the, the sin that might be present in us in terms of, oh, I just had a thought that I have hatred toward my husband in that thought. I, I, I coveted what my, how my friend looks, right? Like I wish my body looked like that. Like that's all sin. And so we, we, we don't need to view ourselves as like part of our identity as a sinner because we are redeemed, but we do need to view ourselves as being in need of grace because we are every second of every day. And so instead of saying, oh gosh, I don't want to accept grace. I don't deserve it. We need to just constantly see ourselves as in need 
of this grace because we need a savior without our savior we are nothing without our savior we can't do any of this like it's not just in these moments of yelling it's all throughout every day of our lives and so if we can begin to shift the narrative and shift how we see ourselves and our actions it's going to make it easier in those big moments to accept grace because we're already used to accepting it we're like oh there goes that thought again god god help i need you messed up again god i repent God, please help me with this sin. And so we need to get comfortable with that because really like these moments of repentance should be happening continually. Now, I don't believe we need to be legalistic and and uh, all we're thinking about is, okay, I'm about to mess up again. I need to repent. I can't miss anything. I can't miss a moment where I'm not repenting, not recognizing it. Like, no, like God covers us. But we do need to recognize that in, in all of our moments, we're, we're in need of this grace. We're in need of that redemption. And as we catch ourselves, like, yeah, oh, God, please forgive me. God, help me turn around from this. Help me turn away from this. Help, help this not be a pattern in my mind and heart. So let's let's get comfortable with that. And, and if you need more motivation to accept grace, the last thing I have for you is, like, just think about the other option. If we don't accept God's grace, the option other option is shame. The other option is letting that voice of you are a monster in and win. And like, just think about it. What do you think? I think this is like a easy Sunday school question when we separate it from ourselves. Which one do you think lets the enemy win? Shame or grace? Like which one? I think all of us, like we know in our minds that shame is not going to lead us to health healing, the wholeness that God calls us to, to even change. Shame doesn't work that way. The voice of shame is always going to lead to destruction. And the voice of grace is going to call us higher. It's going to draw us nearer to God. I mean, ultimately that it does draw us nearer to God. And that's how you need to see these moments is it's just helping you remember your need for a savior. And I think because we can so easily kind of uh, minimize a lot of our other sin moments, like uh, like I was sharing, those thoughts that we have of coveting and anger and whatever it else it is, we can so minimize that that we forget sometimes that we need a savior. And so in a way, which because God redeems all things, God brings good from all things, uh, the redemptive view of these moments where we lose it is that God is reminding us in a way we cannot ignore of our need for him, of how we can't do this without him, how we're not good enough without him. Like we we shouldn't ever be trying to do it without him. So let yourself just kind of fall into that. (laughs) When you have that moment, just fall into his grace. Say, oh God, I need you. And draw closer to him in that moment because that's this beautiful opportunity to get closer to God. All right. So that's number one. And it's a doozy. It's really a mindset shift you need to do, a spiritual uh, shift as well. You need to do that you're instead of, essentially, instead of drawing closer to the enemy, right? Instead of letting his voice in, you're drawing closer to the voice of God. You're drawing closer to God's presence. Make sure that you are choosing that in those moments. All right. The next thing that you're going to do is, I think you can guess it, I talk about it all the time, apologize, that's right, 
all about the apologies over here, probably because I need them so often, (laughs) but we have got to apologize for our kids. We are going to fully, radically own that it is not okay what we just did. It is not okay. And don't think for a second that this diminishes your authority with your kid. In fact, it actually um, makes gives you greater authority. It shows them that you're trustworthy, that you're open, that you're honest. It helps them trust that authority. It helps them see your courage and your honesty. And like if all of us think of who we want to lead us, it's someone that's honest and courageous and open, right? We we need that in a leader. And so this is not going to diminish your authority. It's going to help them trust you. So take a moment, say no matter like, like, cause you know, a lot of times these moments come from our kids having their own moment, right? <laughs> That's most often, sometimes not right. Sometimes it's us just trying to do too much in a moment and our kid needs normal attention and we're frustrated with that. Like that can totally happen. I know sometimes I'll, I'll get a text message that I feel like I really just need to reply to in that moment. And my kid needs something and he's just, he's being fine. He's just asking for some water, like whatever it is. And I snap at him and I'm like, Whoa, I need to, I need to be careful there. Like I, if I need to, if I really do need to respond to it, I can make that clear. Hey guys, just a minute. I need to respond to this text from your dad, whatever it is, right? Make it clear and help them to know that I will be with them in a minute. But so all that to say, like sometimes these moments we create on our own and, but a lot of times it's something that is created because our kids are having their own moment. And so we are going to acknowledge what happened with them, what what's going on for them. And we will get there. But before we do that, we need to take ownership for our own stuff. And so we say like, no matter what you do, like we're talking to our kid here, right? We say, no matter what you do, no matter what you did, it was wrong for me to yell at you. It's never okay for me to yell at you, right? So we're saying like, yeah, you did something wrong and we're going to talk about that. But no matter what you do, even if you do the worst possible thing, it's not okay for me to scream at you. That's, it's not acceptable for me to do that. And so we say that we say it was wrong of me to do this. I am so sorry. Will you forgive me? We asked and asked, wait for them to answer. And honestly, sometimes if my kids are still in that moment, the kind of the heat of it, they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, that's your choice. Ultimately, like God asks us to forgive others because he has forgiven us, but I will let you do that in your own timing. And let me know if you want to talk more about that. And I kind of give them, I don't force them to forgive because God doesn't force us to forgive. <laughs> he essentially says like, you got to do this, like this is necessary, but we ultimately have that choice. And so I, I give my kids that choice. Cause ultimately like I can never force them to forgive me. Right. That doesn't really, that doesn't work. I, they could say the words, but unless they feel it in their heart, it's not really happening. And so I remind them of that choice. And I, you know, even sometimes it depends on the moment, but we'll talk about like, Hey, like forgiveness helps you be free. It, it doesn't mean that what happened was okay. It means that you are letting it go and you're not going to hold it against that person. And it helps you be free. So I'll kind of define that for them and help them, uh, remind them sometimes of what that means. So I'll ask for forgiveness. And then I'll say like, do you want to talk about this? Like, do you want to talk about what that felt like when I yelled at you? Do you want to talk about what, what it's feeling in you now, what you're thinking about? Like, tell me what it was like for you and just kind of create space for them to share. 
and know that it's okay to talk about it and that they don't have to just keep it to themselves and feel like they have to deal with it on their own. No, like we're going to, we're going to talk about what they did. Let's talk about what we did first. Like it's okay for them to share how that hurt them. And so just create that space for them to talk about it. And just sit there for as long as they need, as long as they want to talk about it. And it doesn't mean we're going to, again, we're not ignoring what they did. We're going to get there. But we are, if there is something, right? But we are going to sit with what we did first. Now, I also sometimes might share like a little bit of the behind the scenes for them. And, you know, I'm very careful with my wording here because I don't want them to feel like because they threw the stuffed animal that that made it okay for me to yell. Cause that's not true. Like no matter what happens, no matter what they do, no matter what anyone in your world does, your responsibility is on yourself alone and your actions are, are fully your responsibility. No one else can cause you, make you do something. And so I am very careful about how I word this, but I might give them just a little window into what was going on inside of me because it's, it's a really great way to model for them. Like, Hey, This is why I make bad choices and it's going to help them see, hmm, maybe this is why they make bad choices and they can kind of connect the dots in understanding like what came before their bad choice, what maybe they were feeling, what maybe was going on. And this is a great place if you know your four steps, then you can can go for it here can walk through your four steps with your kid and, and help them see like what you were feeling and what you would normally do and, and what the truth is. And if, yeah, highly recommend doing that as well. And if you want to know more about that, go check out episodes. Oh my gosh. I just, I think it's 15 through 20. I say it all the time. I almost forgot. Um, and if you ever want to go deeper, we unpack that in my Academy as well. And I walk you through that just specifically so you can create your pain and your peace cycles. But I'm going to, I will just share like a little bit about how I was, um, like maybe I was feeling out of control and I'd say like, I was feeling out of control and I might say something small, like, because I didn't know how to help you because you were, you were throwing a fit and I felt out of control, not knowing what I needed to do in that moment to help you be safe or to help you, uh, understand your emotions. And now I'm not going to go deep into that. And you can even leave that part out and just say, I felt out of control but I do kind of just want to give them a little window into what is going on. And, and, and it wasn't that I was so angry that they were a horrible kid that I yelled them at them for that behavior. It was because I didn't know what to do. I was struggling because I don't have all the answers all the time. And it's okay for them to know that, like that we're figuring it out. That's human. That That's going to help them feel more confident because they're going to go through moments in their life where they don't have it all figured out and they don't you know, if they assume that everyone else has it all figured out, that's going to make them feel like something's wrong with them. And so it's okay to let them in on that secret. (laughs) I don't have it all figured out. We're not, oh, now we're not saying like, we're not putting it on them saying, I just don't know what to do with you. I'm, I'm so desperate because I can't figure out what you need. Like, no, 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 no. We're not going there. Cause that's then putting our problem on them, right? Our, our problem is that it is our job to raise our kids to know how to handle their emotions, to know how to behave well. That's our job. And so we're not putting that job on them. You need to be very careful how how you say this. And if you're not confident that you're going to not go there, then just leave that part out and just share the feeling you had. Say, I felt inadequate. I felt out of control. I felt afraid. Like just leave it simply at that. Because that, again, is our job to figure out. It is not their job to make us feel better. Uh, It is their job to be obedient, but we need to teach them that through 
teaching consequences, a whole parenting system, which by the way, I am just so excited. Okay. I'm going to share it now. I was like debating if I should share it now with you, but why not? Okay. I just found the most amazing free resource I have ever seen in my entire life. Like I, oh, I can't, I can't even tell you. Okay. If you are struggling with your parenting, this is a free resource and it's something I like looked into it. It's legitimate. They, they all, they follow the book shepherding a child's heart, which is what I'm all about. And they, but they have videos, tons of videos of specific ways to parent, how to, how to battle tantrums and how to deal with bullying and how to like every one of those little, like, what do I do with this moments you have in parenting? They've answered it all. And it's free. Like I just, I'm so blown away and I'm going to digest all of the resources. Like I need more of this. It's so good. Okay. I just can't go on enough about it. They're going to come on the podcast as well and share. I can't wait. Oh my goodness. Okay. So go, go look it up. I know you're like, just tell me where to find this. I need, I'm going to stop this podcast now so I can go find this because what I talk about with you is kind of more like the mindset behind parenting, how to be a healthy parent. Like it's more focused on you. And we go a little bit into parenting or different things I'm doing with my kids. And, you know, some of it overlaps, obviously. But ultimately, like I am a newer parent. Like I only have a four-year-old. These parents have been, these parents I'm going to refer you to, have been doing this for 30 years and they have seven kids. So like they know their stuff. So maybe in like 25 years, I'll be able to share this kind of stuff with you. But right now, like, these, you need these kind of people to speak into your life about how to be a parent. That's why I love the book Shepherding a Child's Heart, but I know not everyone is going to go sit down and read a book. And so they have amazing videos for free. Okay, enough. You can go look for it right now. Get excited. Then come back and finish this because you need to know the next steps. (laughs) But if you look up Crazy Cool Family, they have a podcast, they have a book, they have um, a website. I don't know what the website is, just Google Crazy Cool Family. And they have this boot camp uh, or base camp, I think they call it. And that's where all of these videos are, like tons of them. And it's all for free. You just have to sign up. Okay, I just, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Get excited. Seriously, get excited. Like if you have been not, if you do not have a parenting game plan, if you do not know what you're doing in parenting and raising your kids to know and love Jesus in a God fearing way, like you need to go here now and, and get a plan. Like you need to go dig- get all the, watch all the videos, all the things like you need this. Okay. I, I'm not, there's no, it's not like I'm making money off of this because they don't even make money. Like I'm just legitimately this excited about it because we need this. I know parenting is so hard. Okay. Okay. I know you're going to go do it. Probably already done it. You're not even listening anymore. <laughs> okay. Let me continue on to unpack this. But anyways, going back to kind of what I was saying, essentially, I would say something along the lines of if I give them a little behind the scenes look on what I was feeling and what was going on with me is that I was feeling out of control because I just didn't know how to best help you. And I care about you so much. And now it's still never your fault when I yell. That's my job to handle my feelings. But I should have stopped and I should have stopped and I should have prayed and I should have taken a break before I 
just lost it on you. And I'm so sorry. Right. So we're just giving them a little window into kind of what was going on with us so that they understand that they're just not these horrible kids that uh, deserve anger. And we are also telling them kind of what we wish we would have done, what would have helped us in that moment and to help us not to get to that place. And this is just going to model for them what they can do in those moments. They can reflect on what they were feeling. They can reflect on what they could have done instead. Okay. All right, so I have, let's see, five more things for you, <laughs> uh, but we're going to go to the next episode for those. Let me let me just pray for you. God, I thank you for every single mom that's listening. God, I thank you for the grace you offer us. God, thank you that we aren't supposed to do it alone. We aren't supposed to be good enough on our own, God, that that's the beauty of how you've redeemed sin, that it just shows us our need for you and that we get to draw closer to you in that, God. And I pray that every... Mama going through a hard moment today where she loses it or doesn't do just what her plan was to be and how to be a parent. God, I pray that she would just draw closer to you, God. I pray that you would open her eyes to see herself, how you see her, God. I pray she would receive the grace that you are offering her, God. And I just pray for just redemption over all of these hard moments. God, thank you that you're in the middle of it all. Thank you that you never leave us or forsake us, God. Thank you that you love us no matter what we look like. <laughs> no matter what our days look like. God, you're so, so good and faithful, God. I I rebuke the voice of shame in the name of Jesus. I pray your voice would resound loud above any voice of shame or condemnation, God. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.